0: Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. Little proof of life. Today's Sunday, the Lord's Day, June 25, 2023. My name is Alex, as always, your host. For the next half hour, you can treat this as a free 30-minute consult on us. What would a corporate cowboy do? Let me tell you. Now, granted, you can't speak with me instantaneously, right? This isn't live, but you can treat this as if someone had posed the question and you had strolled in to my office, the door was open, and you popped a squat, popped a seat, because this is like an open office hour, right? Questions we typically pull from sites like Reddit more often than not. Today's question is no different. It comes from r slash career advice. This podcast, after all, is oriented towards uh, professional development, consummate professionalism. For you to be able to navigate in and through corporate, right? Can't ever get out. It's while you're in. You're, you're born into the shit. The sooner you realize it, the sooner you can get moving. This is a corporate war, after all business is war and business is always personal don't get it twisted don't believe the hype so today's question is coming from r slash career advice i'll start with the legal disclaimer just real quick less than 30 seconds anything that we state that we publish or that we share across the multiple forms of media should not be construed as legal advice. You haven't retained us. You haven't elicited this specific advice. So if the shoe fits, I mean, beware, it could still slip off, right? So you you will either need to modify it or tighten that bitch up. Now, uh, you can't say that gangster rap made you do it. Corporate cowboys are nothing if not consummate professionals, right? We ask questions first and we ask questions last. It just depends who you're asking them to, right? You wanna arm yourself with knowledge or something similar. Today's question is asking, not even a question, doesn't have a question mark, it's stating, I handed my notice And my managers asked me what I need to stay. That's not very well written, right? But it is Reddit and more than likely was typed on a cell phone. I don't know anyone actually who uses Reddit, anyone else uh, on on desktop. But uh, this one is essentially saying that they handed in their notice, their notice of resignation. That's what that means. For those of you that are out of the loop, they handed in their notice of resignation. We don't know how much notice they gave. Maybe it's a two weeks. You know, that's somewhat typical. That is somewhat the norm from job to job. Employees, for whatever reason, have been trained or conditioned to give two-week notices whenever they plan on leaving a job. And companies now come to expect it. It's funny. It's funny that managers now come to expect it. When really, it's just an extra, an additional, a gratuitous courtesy. This is the free courtesy given these motherfuckers two weeks. I don't mean to sound mad. I'm not mad at all. It's just that sometimes, sometimes, leaving doesn't warrant any notice. One overarching theme, one of many of this podcast is that everyone is entry level forever and that every position is at will. Every form of employment is at will. You think they're going to give you two weeks notice if they're looking to fire you? If if a motherfucker is itching to fire at you, they're going to do it immediately. I mean, fire you. (laughs) Fire you. It used to be called fire at will, right? And now they just call it at will employment. I don't know. Maybe it sounds less graphic. Maybe it sounds less structurally violent, if we're going to use sociological terms. Maybe it sounds less structurally violent, right? You're literally, literally, you could be upending somebody's life, cutting off their livelihood, their means to survive. Maybe they're working check to check, living hand to mouth. And you're not, I mean, me as a manager, you think I'm gonna give these motherfuckers two weeks before I show them the door? I mean, that's back when I was uh, not seasoned. That's back when I was, it's the term I'm looking for inconsiderate but now that I'm striving to be a more consummate professional I mean I, I still keep that in the back of my mind the shit that I've been through the shit that I've done the shit that I've had to bear witness of I can't undo a lot of it <laughs> I can't undo most of it <laughs> but it's good to remember and it's good to know that way you're not going that way you're not going into your next engagement with some idealistic sense that motherfuckers are always going to play fair. You have to recognize that not everyone plays fair. You sometimes you have to be the most reasonable, sometimes you have to be the most professional. And that does not always entail you. Laying down and being treated like a fucking welcome mat. Right? I mean, granted, there are some things we reserve for as a last resort. We never want a result. We never want the end result to be something we can't um, be undone. Something that can't be, I'm done. Let me just start reading through this body. It's kind of short. So if I have to uh, cut it, it's going to be to show you how as I, as a consultant, would be making reasonable, allowable inferences for this hypothetical client and also taking note. Of questions that I would ask to follow up. You know, every client that comes to us goes through a biographical interview. You know, we've got a questionnaire. We go back and forth to learn about their individual circumstances, their background, their experiences, their education, their aspirations to some extent, because. Aspirations can change. But the mode, the modes, the means to get to those ends, those are the ones that are almost ever changing. Those could change on the turn of a dime. Yeah, yeah, no, pun, pun intended, definitely. Those could change on the drop of a dime. <laughs> yeah. And a corporate cowboy has to be able to adapt, to keep it moving, so that their aspirations, those those end goals, those ultimate objectives, that they don't deviate too far from them, even though the means by which they pursue them, the path that they have to choose to take, sometimes isn't The most conventional. So let me start. The body on this one begins with. I handed in my notice. And my managers asked me. What I need to stay. Damn. Wouldn't you want to be in that person's position. Right. They're handing you the ball. Not to run with. Right. But they're handing you the ball. The ball is in your court. Granted. That. Quote that saying is very much describing a double edged sword. The ball is in your court, meaning that you can now dictate terms to some extent, favorable to yourself, mind you, in terms of compensation, what you want to get paid, in terms of network, who you want to meet, where you want to be placed, and opportunity in the form of resources, or access to them. You don't want to go overboard with it either because the ball being in your court, you could still fumble the fucking ball at any point in time. You could fumble the bag never having even touched it. You just fumble your path. You make a poor decision without a bag in sight. You might never see the fucking bag and lose it. So I handed in my notice and my managers asked me what I need to stay. I've been working for this civil service organization for the past year. I don't really fit in with my colleagues and things move very slow. It's the civil civil sector after all. I was just about to say that sounds like public uh, public service public interest I mean when you're when you're talking bureaucracy when you're talking bureaucracy you're talking red tape and when you're talking red tape you're talking slow shit some stuff moves at at a I don't want to drop bucket at a glacial pace right? I was not going to drop glacial because I don't want it to seem fucking hoity-toity, right? $20 words, Alex, dog, fucking. But I feel like my listeners will understand. When something moves at the pace of a glacier, I'm not talking an avalanche. I'm talking creeping slow. So they're saying it's the civil sector after all. I handed my notice in yesterday and my managers are begging me not to leave. See, I would ask, that—that that is a good point in an interview with the clients to ask more questions. Begging you how? What, what exactly was the exchange? What did, and what did you say in return? Right? What, what was the exchange they're proposing? begging you to stay, I mean, there's a difference between Alex don't go to Alex, please, please stay. (laughs) There is a difference. There's a difference. One has an, an additional interest to it, an interest that you can actualize, a difference that You can make tangible a difference that you can use to negotiate your next step, whether or not you choose to leave or to stay, right? I handed in my notice yesterday and my managers are begging me not to leave. I'm the only one in the whole company. With this, with that expertise. See, I try to fix it. Sometimes these questions are not written right. It says, I'm the only one in the whole company with that experience. What fucking, what that experience. So that's why I said this experience. I'm the only one in the company with this experience or with my expertise, right? I'm the only one in the company with that expertise. (laughs) They said they will try to accommodate anything I ask for as long as I don't leave. Hey, Alex, what would you do? Well, what would a corporate cowboy do? Take a couple days for yourself. Take a week if you have to. And put this shit down in writing, right? Well, obviously, whatever you're going to agree to. Whatever terms you're going to come up with to get them to accommodate you for staying, you want to have in writing, ultimately, right? Because if you're leaving now and they want you to stay, you could effectively just have left and they'd have brought you back. Because if it is like you say, no one else has your expertise in whatever it is that you do, and we would find out. In the interview. If no one else has your expertise. You could. Negotiate. For more favorable terms. And that. You want in writing. How much you're going to get paid. What fringe benefits. Look like. Terms for. Termination. Right. Maybe you want to protect yourself. A little more. You want to. Armor up, not just arm up, but armor up to uh, shield yourself from getting outright kicked out. Because it could happen. They say they will try. They will try to accommodate anything I ask for as long as I don't leave. Okay, here's the question. Here's the question. Do you think I could ask for a 20K raise, a $20,000 raise? It's not unheard of. It's not impossible. But you need to come with some justification. I mean, I, I, I like that the question is direct, but you don't want it to appear Petty when you propose it. Direct is good. Petty, not so much. I mean, it can be good, but it's not so much And just being direct, being forthright, being professional. And we are nothing if not trying to attain that state of consummate professionalism. So, yeah, you can shoot and scoot. You could be running and gunning, but you want to be considerate of who you mow down. (laughs) You're not just going to take innocence with you because you can. Do you think I could ask for a $20,000 raise? Yes. Point blank, yes. You're going to have to justify it, right? Because this. This quote, uh, negotiation you're going to enter for them to accommodate you, they're going to ask what justifies paying you more than you're already getting paid. I mean, you could claim that you got outside offers and all this and that bullshit, but otherwise, in this civil service job, what do you like about it? What are your ultimate goals? What are you? Trying to attain a reputation, just more money. What's the end game here? Experience, I mean, that's gotta be nice. We, we still don't know what they do. How high up they are in the organization. Are they some type of manager, a supervisor? Do they control some type of operation? Are they in a support role, in a leader role? I mean, that would that would make some sense if management has approach them and say, say, don't leave us. We'll try and accommodate anything you want. And it depends exactly what field of service they're in. Yeah, it's a civil sector, but there's so much to the civil sector. I mean, what's the budget look like? Can you ask for 30 and a company car with an expense account, (laughs) right? But you've got to be able to justify it with your professional goals. You want $20,000 more because what you do and what you want to do, they align with staying. Even if it is in the short term. They want to see magic? Well, dog, you're trying to perform. And they're in your fucking way. You want 20K? I mean, that's that's all you got to say. If that's all you want. But that's like a gimme. That's why it sounds so petty. That's why I... I highlighted it. Yeah, you can say it. Still want to justify it some. So it comes off as direct. It comes off as being respectable. Even if all you want is is 20K at the end of the year. So you can squirrel away and, I don't know, fuck it off later. But a corporate cowboy? They want 20K and then some. They want access. They want professional networking opportunities. As a kicker. They want to be able to perform and grow. To boot. Otherwise, what the fuck are you in it for? Just to get paid off? Literally? Does <laughs> he get paid off and retired? Yeah, no, sounds sounds stable. Wait till uh wait till the real corporate cowboy sees you perched on where you settled. <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> yeah, I mean don't don't fucking rest on your laurels. Right? So they said they would try to accommodate anything I ask for as long as I don't leave. Do you think I could ask for a 20k raise? I've never been in this position before and I'm unsure how much I can push my luck. I mean you can push your luck as much as you want. That's the point as you forge your own luck. I heard that luck is where they say talent, talent and persistence meets. I probably butchered that, but luck is where talent and persistence meet. It's the ability to do something so that when the opportunity presents itself, it will appear as if just fell from the fucking sky. Yeah, you look lucky. You look lucky now, I bet, from the outside. I can't believe this motherfucker, Alex. He, He just asked for 20K and they gave it to him. Well, this motherfucker, Alex, just happens to have expertise no one else does. Expertise that is valuable enough to shell out or to appropriate $20,000 in the annual budget. That's how much we need Alex. You know what? This motherfucker, Alex, has been making moves. Again, I mean, we don't know what, what this hypothetical client does for this civil service organization. What are they in marketing? are they getting clients are they retaining clients are the, are they servicing other agencies we don't know but if there is some component to what this person does that the returns on investing $20,000 are are disproportionately more than if we just stuck some other motherfucker who doesn't have what Alex has if we just promoted somebody else below Alex and and they don't have what Alex has. The skill, maybe it's something technical. Maybe it's something social. Maybe it's the way he talks to people. Maybe it's the way he entertains them. Captures them. And so when they are done speaking, they are better for it. Whenever they call us, they want to talk to Alex. Whenever they call us, me being the manager, they want to know if Alex still works for us. Just out of the fucking blue. (laughs) Yes, it's happened. It's happened. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not making shit up. But when you are in a position to make a difference in people's lives, why would you not capitalize on it? Yeah, you're gonna ask for 20k, but you want that 20k to go to something, not just your bank account. Okay, Alex, you got 20k more, but you're still gonna be doing the same shit job you were doing before that you didn't like. That you claim here at the very beginning, I don't really fit in with my colleagues, and things move very slow. Well, dog, it sounds like you have. It sounds like you have an inkling of aspiration. But maybe you don't have that fire lit up under your motherfucking ass just yet. But you could. (laughs) You could. And until we have this hypothetical client in front of us, we're left just ranting to you, the listener. Hopefully you're taking note. They say... I've never been in this position before. I'm unsure how much I can push my luck. They asked me to think about what I want and to have a talk about it on Tuesday. Currently, I'm currently on 70K. I don't know how much more I could ask for. $70,000 a year, that's, that's decent. That's pretty fucking decent. And they want 20K more? I don't know how much more I could ask for, but I would stay for that much more. I would stay for that much more. I would stay for $20,000 more, not a penny less, they claim. All of the rest of the interviews I've had are in the same bracket, so it's not like I'm going to go somewhere else with better salary or better benefits. In the same bracket? We would have to ask a follow-up question. Oh, and they leave an edit here at the very end. They say, I am in Europe. That doesn't make a fucking difference. Bureaucracy is bureaucracy anywhere you go. Just motherfuckers trying to protect their ego and protect their livelihood. I mean, really, when you boil it down, that's what power is. It's just ego and livelihood. Motherfuckers kill to get it and then kill to keep it. (laughs) <laughs> and then they end up, they end up getting killed for it, y'all. Yo. Live by it, you die by it. That's, that's corporate. Um. Yeah, no, that's corporate. And I and I pray, I I pray, in both ways, P R E Y and P R A Y, that the that, if I'm at that level, when, if and when I'm at that level. That I'm not so short-sighted to snub motherfuckers who deserve to move up and then you know I, I kind of paint them into a corner or I force someone else's hand because undoubtedly I would deserve it at that point that's the beauty of corporate That's that's the beauty of business business takes care of itself so you take care of business, and business will take care of you. It's it's a beautiful self-correcting, self-regulating organism. It's just that when motherfuckers want to impose their own rules and regulations, they want to quote-unquote govern superficially via the, uh, the gray hand of demand. <laughs> The gray hand of demand always thinks otherwise. Could give a fuck about what you want. So they're in the same bracket and we would ask exactly what that means. I mean is is the bracket plus or minus 20k from that 70k that they're at right now? I mean, is that what the bracket is? They claim that they have other offers, outside offers, and that they're in the same bracket. So it's not like they would leave for more. They would have about the same salary. The same salary that they have now is the bracket just 70K. You see, maybe they could be overreaching or asking too much. $20,000 might be an exorbitant amount. Something that's outside the realms of possibility. Again, this being civil service, maybe the most you could push it is another five, another 10, 15. Maybe 20 is is too much. That's why, unless you come with some extraordinary justification. Alex wants $20,000. What the fuck is Alex giving in return? Is he just gonna show up and do the same job? I mean, there's going to be Some return expectation. Alex wants $20,000 more and this motherfucker is going to show up and do the same job as if he hadn't left? Nah, we're going to give this motherfucker more work. Nah, we're going to give this motherfucker more responsibility. But you can beat them to the punch. You want $20,000 more, then you paint your own terms. That's how you propose an initiative. Maybe you have an initiative for work getting done faster in civil service granted that you know civil service is is one large it's a gargantuan it's a fucking machine and every person is one little cog in the wheel right and this machine is is run on blood money you know i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna get all political here but it's it's run on like taxes and blood money and shit. But there are ways to make it more efficient, more economical, and less of a burden on society. And by what I mean by less of a burden is work actually getting done. Isn't that two plus two? You enter a a sector of work, this being civil service. Everybody is fucking miserable because it moves so slow. What's the common denominator is that it moves so slow. There's got to be a reason. And, and yes, I know shit. I've, you know, I've happened on the reason before and I've attempted to make changes. Not so much in the civil sector, but you know, just even, even in private, even in private work. And if it doesn't go your way. That's when, that's when you lose favor. That's when, that, that's when motherfuckers start turning cold. That's when they view you as a threat. And that's when you'll have to make some unanticipated moves. At least to them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good note to leave it up <laughs> Visit us online. Visit us on uh, Instagram. On Twitter. On Instagram, we're at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. On Patreon, we are the Corporate Cowboys podcast. Subscribe. Share the podcast with your loved ones or those in your social and professional circles. There's some donation links that gets put towards business expenses and legal fees. You want to write to us? Do that. P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California 95741. Take care of yourself.